Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evie. I am excited you are listening today. This show inspires and empowers you to take the next step towards a life you can't stop thinking about. I am bringing in people from all over the world with authentic and inspiring stories. People who change their lives from good to better, from miserable to great, turned strategy into hope and became successful entrepreneurs and business owners, living their dream life on their own terms. Grab your favorite note-taking device, lean back and get inspired. I believe that everything you need to create the life of your dreams is already within you. I am super excited to speak to Holly today. Her goal is to utilize a simple formula to keep people from struggling like she was. But she would start her journey toward clarity until her perfect world she had built imploded. Holly, thank you so much for being here with me today. Would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, as as you said, um, so as a child, as, as children, we often learn, you know, we have trauma in our lives. And I learned I was unlovable and unworthy. So I created this perfect world to to cover up that shame, right? And I was really good at it. I had everything you're supposed to want. I, my handsome husband and I built a beautiful home for our two lovely children where we housed our lovely cars and hosted our great friends right down to our pets. And it, that world was flawed. And as you as, as I said, in th- at age 34, it all imploded. And at that moment, that low moment, I made this vow to, you know, life, God, Buddha, world, universe, anyone help me and I'll do better. Give me another sec, give me a second chance and I'll change. And I was given that second chance with my karmic debt in tow. I went out to make good on that vow, which wouldn't be easy. It catapulted me out of a mutually manipulative and controlling marriage into an eight-year battle for my children to prevent my alienation from them. But in making this vow and keeping it, 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 it tripped me upon this major, amazing spiritual path that gave me answers when I needed it. Um, I went from coast to coast. I studied, I practiced Buddhism. And after 20 years I of doing this, including five years of writing, I, I printed out a book proposal and looking at that proposal, it was like the lights came on. I could see this straightforward and transformational set of practices that became the per love formula, which is what I'm teaching today. Lovely. Thank you so much for amazing introduction. I think it gives a good picture on how you've been living your life before you saw that light and before you realized, okay, I got to change something. I would like to stick there a little bit longer. You said if someone imagines having a perfect life, like you've got your husband, you have your kids, you have the house, you have the friends, right? A lot of people can't even imagine, maybe even in the same situation, be like, how can't I be happy? Like, this is all I needed. This is all I wanted. This is everything I've been working towards to, right? But do you agree that our happiness doesn't always come from external or materialistic uh, circumstances, but actually, no matter what you have, it's within us, right? And That's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think finding that and finding the connection, right? Finding the connection between our soul or our our spirit, whatever, however you want to call it, and between the things we have and to realize that we should be happy or that we are allowed to be happy. I think that's another topic. And I would like to ask you, when did you, when you realized that you are miserable, right? That you are unhappy. You said with 34, you hit rock bottom. How was that? How did you feel about all the things you had and still maybe feeling unthankful 
You know, I had a friend, like I said, the first thing it did was catapult me out, out of this mutually manipulative and controlling marriage. And I had a friend said, what are you doing? You have everything that everybody could want. But when we build our lives based, you know, build these perfect lives based in these faulty foundations, basically we, I was building that to cover up my shame and my faults and my defects. You know, you're only thinking about yourself and what's what comes next. When you try to create your outside world to, to fix your inside world, you're constantly trying to see how things affect me. What is this going to do to me? And, and you don't have time to think about anybody else or, or how your actions affect people. So honestly, self, I mean, I, I was very self-absorbed back then. And, and it's so all, all that I had was, was nothing because I was so unhappy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you were basically haunted by your negative thoughts, by the fear that something might constantly happen, that you eventually might lose everything. I didn't fear that I was going to lose everything. I was so anxious and nervous that that even though I had everything, it didn't mean anything. So we create our lives based on our thoughts, emotions, and feelings. And a lot of those uh, are, are negative. And so when we do that at the beginning and we create our lives, no matter how wonderful it looks like on the outside, on the inside, everything is negative, right? Until you change those patterns. So it as beautiful as a lot of people paint a beautiful, beautiful picture for people to see, but inside they're, they're, they're suffering and they're hurting, which is why, you know, I'm trying to reach people like that, or, you know, anyone who's stuck and suffering, no matter what you have on the outside, it's what, what's on the inside that's going to make you happy. Mm, absolutely. I can relate to that partly, like my life has been for many years, like that, that I was living in the space between anxiety and having to pretend to be someone right. afraid of, judgment, rejection. I wanted to be perfect for everybody, right? But right. everything I saw, as you saw, you could have put me a nice painted picture in front of me and I wouldn't have seen the beauty because I was absorbed as well by negative yeah. thoughts and the fear that something as soon as I just walk slightly off my uh, perfect path, that something might happen, something bad right. that to me right. or to someone, right? Yeah, there's a, a poem by John uh, Robert Bly that talks about all the things we stuff in our, uh, our long black bag that we reject. And at the bottom of all of that is fear. It's all dead. Yeah, yeah, the bottom line is fear. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I wanted to ask you, like, uh, why are negative thoughts, our negative thoughts always come easier than positive thoughts? Yeah, I'm not sure it's come easier is the right word, but we give them more weight. We give them more attention. We give them more priority. Um, it's called a negative bias. We're, our brain is wired to scout out the negative thoughts. And um, we have each of us have between 6,000 and 70,000 thoughts a day. 80% of those are negative. So when we're not paying attention, we're not taught to pay attention to our thoughts, we start creating our lives based on those negative thoughts. And so it just builds from there. So we've got this heavy neural net hardwired in, into negativity. So trying to put a positivity in there, you know, there's no room in it, into it at first, into your mind, into your thoughts, into your patterns. So you have to create that room. Mm -hmm. So because there is actually probably also not no awareness of it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You, with, when we're unaware, we are creating automatically and based on whatever, 
patterns, every not positive or negative, there is some positive, but based on whatever patterns we created, basically in youth. So mm-hmm. that's why it's so important to, yeah, grow, grow your awareness and understand what's going on in your head and make those changes. Absolutely. Yeah. Would you say that uh, we believe our negative thoughts without question? Because I know, you know, when you, you you start a journey and you work on yourself and you're working on limiting beliefs or whatever it is, right, to succeed in one area in life, mm-hmm. you work on all those things that are holding you back. And you start rewiring your brain, you go in the direction of changing these thoughts with whatever tools available, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I mean, I've experienced it so many times that just the beginning of this journey is the most funky thing you could ever do because you're telling you some, something yourself that you don't believe, right? That's right. But we just, you just have to, to start somewhere. And even if it feels funny, you would have to move on with that. But why do we, we don't believe if we tell ourselves that we are capable it feels funny. It feels weird. But if we tell ourselves like, no, in no way you can do that with no mm-hmm. question. Right. Right. It's right. like, yeah, yeah, of course you can't do that. Why is this happening? Right. Well, that's because that is literally hardwired into our brain. Uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza says that nerve cells that fire together, wire together, right? And creating a long-term relationship, making anything what we think about consciously or unconsciously, but consistently seem very solid and very real. So if we've been telling ourselves, if you think about it, we've been telling ourselves for 20, 30 years, no, you can't do that. You're not worthy of this. You know, um, this isn't for you. And then, and then, so then we do once, once or twice, we try to go, oh, wait, you know, I am good enough right? There's like, no way it's going to go in there. I tell people, if there's one thing that you, that I can teach people, it's this, it's that if you want to change something, if you want to create a new pattern or a new habit, you must do it over and over and over and over and over again. You have to take a leap of faith. You realize at the beginning, it's not going to feel right for you. You're not going to believe it. Just keep doing it. You're trying to get gaps in that neural net and spaces for those aha moments to come through. Mm-hmm. And to allow yourself. Yeah, I mean, totally true. I mean, imagine 35 years, you will be telling yourself you're not good enough. It's just not doable to change it. I mean, it would be great if there would be such a magic that we can just say, I do it twice and it works. Like I would have. Right, <laughs> exactly. And actually your mind will actually throw up roadblocks to protect its programming. Mm-hmm. So even when you go to make a change, things will come up in your life that'll start just to block you. They, it actually will try to, you know, send you the other way, seeking to keep that programming going. So not only are you, you know, are you having to train in the new stuff? This, this, your mind is actually working. I'm so sad to say against you at first, but the opposite is also true, right? Once you make that change, your mind is very, your mind is very powerful right? your mind is very powerful. It just right now, the programming that we've input in is mostly negative with when we're not aware mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, on the other hand, our brain is just doing its work. And as soon as we enter an uncertain area, right? The only thing it does, it tries to protect us because our brain is like a little, uh, a little, but very, very uh, smart machine, right? That tells us right. this might be dangerous, but I think creating the awareness around it to understand that not everything our brain tells us these days is dangerous. And I think to, to understand that um, or to take control of our thoughts and mm. to 
uh, to get out of the of the circle, I think I don't know if you agree would be the first step to create awareness of what's happening to understand the happening in order to get mm-hmm. out. Yes, absolutely. So, so the first, so the, the practices are called per love, right? And and pledge, evaluate, recognize are the the three practices that are the basis for transfer mental transformation. And it starts with the pledge. You're exactly right. The pledge to grow your mind, right? Mm-hmm. The pledge to grow, sorry, your awareness in your mind, to, to pay attention to the thoughts in your mind and the emotions and feelings in your body. That's exactly where you start. You have to know, if you don't know what's going on there, you are out of control. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So would you like to introduce the Pearl Formula a little bit closer to us so we understand what your work is really about? A little sure, bit more sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, so the practices are Per love, pledge, evaluate, recognize, locate, open, vest, and expand. The first three practices, pledge, evaluate, recognize, are where you first train the mind. And then love, locate, open, vest, and expand is is then when you open the heart, kind of the more spiritual part of the formula. So like I said, in pledge, you spend, you pledge one minute, six times a day to watch your mind. Right. Just to make you just you just for 60 seconds, one minute, six times a day, you just pay attention. And and if you do that consistently enough, the goal is, even though you start one minute, six times a day, the goal is for it to be a a 24-7 thing, a habit. Mm -hmm. And you can actually make a habit of doing this. I have a a forum class and 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 this woman's like, well, I'm an overachiever and I did eight times a day. And and you really, you'll start to notice that eventually you're starting to understand, you start to have this habit of paying attention to the thoughts in your mind. Okay. So then we evaluate um, we, what I call our TEF, our thoughts, emotions, and feelings. Like I said, uh, Robert Blythe has this poem about this long black bag we drag behind us. And when we're younger, we reject parts of ourselves and we, we stuff all these things that we think aren't acceptable in this bag. And then though the bag is long and heavy, full of all kinds of things we don't want to look at or show others, we forget what's in there ourselves, yet we're acting from that and we're creating from that. So and evaluate, you're evaluating targets for change, those patterns and defaults that you've created and are acting from yet are unaware of. Mm -hmm. So you look in this bag and you... You're supposed to you, you kind of take a look in it and you, you kind of peek in at first because, you know, the tougher stuff's at the bottom of the bag. So that's evaluate. And then in recognize you as because you now have a pattern in your mind or you have a habit of training your mind. You uh, have your targets. You recognize them as they come up in your daily life. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, there's two ways to do that. There's a direct way where you can just see it, which is wonderful. And when you see it, you can welcome it, you can shine your light on it, you can accept it, you can yield to it, anything but attached to it. There's a great teaching that says anytime you recognize any negative thought, emotion, or feeling, it should simply be a signal to turn around and walk the other way, right? But for a lot of us, that's difficult to do at first because, you know, this isn't going down without a fight like we talked about, right? You're going to get these roadblocks. So there's this wonderful indirect kind of helpful way, um, well, I call it the indirect way, where um, acting in ways contrary to these patterns aids in bringing them out of hiding, right? Mm-hmm. And so what does that mean? Basically, it means doing anything that's that's not, you know, crappy or negative, right? And because, and this is great news, because it means there's lots of tools to help us 
uh, start to turn this around. Because when you do act in ways contrary to your patterns, it's like it doesn't compute in your brain, right? There's a malfunction and it's like does not compute. And so you start to unravel uh, these patterns. You start to rewire with the new ones. It takes time. It takes repetition. But in time, those aha moments come through, those moments of peace. And the more you do it, the more you live that, uh, the more you can actually uh, live those changes. You're literally rewiring your brain. So anyway, that's the first part. I don't know if you want me to go. The second part is the more spiritual part of the formula. Absolutely. Truly inspiring. And I think the world will benefit from this because I think it's, as you said, we have those negative bias and everybody has them. It's within us. And I think it will always, these thoughts will always keep us from succeeding in any, any area in life. Right. And I think, uh, you're doing very valuable work for this beautiful world out there. And I hope <laughs> as many, uh, that as many people as possible will find this conversation and get drawn to you if somebody needs help. But what I would want to ask you next is um, how did you come up with that idea? I know you've been doing something completely different before. Mm -hmm. And what sparked your journey uh, uh, for doing what you are doing right now. Would you like to guide us a little bit into that story? Well, like I said, I, you know, at, at 34, I had hit rock bottom and I had made some poor choices and I thought I was in trouble and I, I got my this second chance. And so I honestly, I had no idea. I just made a vow. So making a vow and an intention is huge. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to know how it's going to come around. You don't have, have to know how it's going to work. You just have to make the intention and you have to stick with it. Because for the first 10 years of my journey, I didn't even know what I was looking for. But in making this vow and keeping it, I tripped upon this amazing path that even though I didn't know what it was looking, I was looking for, it gave me the right people along the way, the right events and situations in my life. And it literally, if I had a question, the next thing would be an answer. Mm -hmm. So I spent 20 years, <laughs> uh, you know, starting in the Black Hills of South Dakota where I'm from and moving to Minneapolis, the greater New York City area where I practice Buddhism. Like I said, uh, I lived in a Dharma house in San Francisco, just constantly kind of making my way through to mm -hmm. kind of this, this pattern. And, and then one day, like I said, um, a couple of things, the final pieces of the puzzle showed up and it's not like I looked and I, I looked over at the stack of papers and I had kind of created a step-by-step, -step, but it just showed up because, because you know what? Wisdom is not found in thoughts, mm -hmm. negative or positive thoughts. Wisdom is found in the space between your thoughts. When you unravel and those aha moments come through, right? Wisdom is, is found there and insights are those little bits of wisdom that you get. So it was this, sometimes wisdom comes in a bolt of lightning. And for me, these practices showing up like the way they did was that bolt of lightning, but it takes persistence and it takes time and it takes an, an intention. So, so, so yeah, I, I say, I, I would say my, my start was that intention, not knowing where it was going to take me or what I just knew there was better than what I had. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I mean, it was a bumpy road. It's a bumpy road. As you know, you said yourself, we all have these bumpy roads. We get stuck. We try to live by society's rules. Um, but I'm so grateful to be where I am today. Yeah, and I think you're in the right place. Absolutely. 
<laughs> and if you think that you said everything started with an intention, not knowing where this road is going to lead you. I think this is for most of the people, the most scary part in their lives. If they mm. take the leap, if they make a, dis- uh, a decision to make a change in their lives. And I think it's very brave that you could have just trust your, you can call maybe inner, inner calling or that you had a feeling that, all right, there is better out there for me. I don't know what's going to be, how it's going to be, how it's going to look like, what shapes it will take along the road. But you had enough trust to start That's walking right. that way. I know from a lot of conversations I'm having, and I know for myself, it is not an easy thing to do. And I think it's very courageous to, to do it um, anyway. Uh, did it come easy to you? Or is was there something that you would say, all right, um, yeah, there was something I had to work through before I even had the faith or the trust in myself. It was that I was so lost and so stuck. When mm-hmm. I got that second chance, I, it was like, you know, it was like this kind of sign, right? And so I trust, it was, I, I trusted that. And during that eight-year fight for my kids and to prevent my alienation, like I said, I was it became my solace, right? Because mm-hmm. things get worse before they get better. And they got way worse, way worse for me. But I would read these books and I would have a question and I would read the next session. It became my my anchor, mm-hmm. right? Until you figure out that it is your anchor, right? And it really is your true nature that's, that's connecting with you. And trusting yourself is a big thing, Right. I mean, a lot of people, you should, people should ask themselves, do I trust myself? Right. A lot of times they're going to, you know, it, the answer might be no, because we're so hard on ourselves and we're so, we're so cruel to ourselves, much more cruel than we would be to anyone else. So, uh, you know, starting to grow that trust and that leap of faith, I tell people to take a leap of faith that, that you are separate from your thoughts, emotions, and feelings, that you are so much more than that. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you can create that space between you and your thoughts, emotions, and feelings, your TEF, I call it, uh, you can see it differently and respond to it with wisdom. Mm-hmm. From a different space instead of yes, a different with, space with fear and control. And, That's right. And whatever it was before, it was holding you back. That you just say, okay, I can't let go of that without ignoring it, right? It's there, right. it's affected. But I will walk my path anyway because this is uh, what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. And and it takes time and, and energy to create that space because mm-hmm. when we're so stuck in it, it's hard to see out. Mm-hmm. Right? It's hard to see that there is anything but it. Right. So you have to you have to take this leap of faith, like I said, that there is more. And for me, there had to be more. I just knew there had to be more, and there is. And so for anyone out there listening that's stuck or suffering, there is better, there is more, it's, it's completely within your grasp. Uh, it's, it's, it's just really being aware of what you're, what you're telling yourself and, um, and making those subtle changes. I, I say it's like, you know, you're on an ocean liner and you've been heading in one direction for a long time. It takes a while to turn it around, but it's completely possible. If you have that faith in yourself, that trust in yourself, and you value, you know, yourself enough to make that intention and commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think those thoughts and this uh, thought of fate can come different. Just to give an example of, of my life before, I think we are sharing a very similar story of 
um, pleasing society, trying to fit in, right, to right. create a perfect world. And for me, my thoughts were, of course, there is better out there for me because I knew I have capabilities. This was not the mm -hmm. thing, but I was struggling with hardship. And eventually I started feeling something that I would say, okay, there must be a way that life becomes finally easy. Mm -hmm. Easy in terms of, of course, we have to put in work. We have to, to work through things. Um, establishing a business is work. Growing a family is work, but these things can come with ease. Nothing is needs to be extremely hard. And for me, for many years, even if I when I was running my first business, I was pursuing my passion, so to say. Mm -hmm. Yet it felt to me like I was running against a wall constantly. You know, yes. you you get up, you make a step, and you bang against that wall, and you fall back, and you think like, oh my god, what I'm doing wrong? This is my passion. But but what, what I overlooked is that. I wasn't myself. I wasn't, you know, as you said, stuck and so busy with creating this world that I could not even see that there was a wall. Right. So I had to right. run over and over against that wall till I finally That's right. didn't get up anymore. So I hit rock bottom a different way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I tell people that, you know, uh, those eight years that I had without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. Hmm. Same, same as with you. I had to, I had to that fighting for my children and having to be strong every day uh, in front of, you know, all the court cases and the cops showing up and, 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 and the custody battles and all of that. There's, you know, th there's this true sense of ourselves and where, where our small isolated self is trying to keep us imprisoned our, our true universal self is showing us, actually, if you if you look at everything in your life, every obstacle in your life as something that's trying to show you what you need to set yourself free, right? Then you can find your way. If something keeps coming up in your life, it's, I moved all the way, I moved all across the country in the United States and from coast to coast, trying to get away from people that were just reflecting back at me what I needed to see in myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and once I saw that, even those those people were still there, they, you know, they didn't affect me the way they had before. So if you look at these obstacles in your life, um, they can show you what, what you're needing to do to to set yourself free, to find that freedom and growth and power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's not by, again, trying to control the thoughts or the obstacle, but to just accept it. That's right. See it and to somewhat just let go and see it happen rather than make it happen. Right. To to let go. So and recognize, pledge evaluate, recognize, and recognize you are recognizing it for exactly what it is. The 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 best thing you can you can teach yourself is complete and utter non-resistance, right? Because mm -hmm. when we when we engage in those negative thoughts, when we attach to them. We're making them stronger. If we're trying to push them away, we're validating that they're true. But when you unravel them, there's nothing there. There's nothing, there's nothing, no evil, you know, bandit, you know, and all of that. It all just dissipates into this amazing space and you and where where you can be more creative. We're creating our lives regardless, either with an unawareness, uh, entangled in this, in this TEF or with awareness, right? Uh -huh. Creating space to respond to it with wisdom and live the changes we wanna live. And it's straightforward. The practices are straightforward and doable. They've been called friendly and, um, and it just takes a little bit of time every day. 
but it takes time every day. And the thing that makes me very joyful is that I have put them together and I can share them with people. I think kids should hear about this. People, you know, why weren't we taught this as children, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the more people that I can share about, about with these practices, it's if if you make a pledge to them, an intention to them or any, you know, there's other mindfulness practices out there, of course, but you stick with it. You are in charge of your mind and you can you can change it. You can rewire it. It's it's a very powerful tool. It's a tool. The mind is a tool. And if you're not paying attention to it, uh, the tool is in control. But if if you do pay attention to it, you uh, you can create your life. However, it's amazing. Thank you so much for this insight. I think it's incredible to put all this knowledge and wisdom in such a short time and to just... <laughs> I'm I'm absorbing your 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 speech like I absolutely oh. love it. Thank you, Holly. Oh, you're welcome. To get to my last question, I love asking my guests, and the answers are so unique. And I'm excited. I'm very excited to hear yours. What do people misunderstand the most about you? What do people misunderstand the most about me? You know what? I that is a good question. I would say um, that I, I mostly it's what I misunderstand about myself. And what my own goals are. And I know that's not exactly your your question, but I find that when I'm trying to push my own goals out on these practices, that they they falter, right? Mm-hmm. That um, my, my whole goal, and maybe this is the answer, is that my whole goal is that these practices outlive me, right? I don't care if, if anyone remembers my name or who who I am or how these practices came up. All I want them to do is benefit others for for mm-hmm. as long as they possibly can. Yeah. Thank you. It's not it's not about making a name for whoever this is, mm-hmm. <laughs> whoever I am. <laughs> it's not the person, it's the impact you want to make. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And to make that, I will definitely share uh, all information you have provided me with in the show notes. So it's very simple to go there, to make the click, to learn more about your practices, to learn more about you, to connect with yes. you. Uh, what is the easiest way to get in touch with you, Holly? So if you go to perloveformula.com and you sign up for my newsletter, you actually get a recording to a free one hour long class that goes through each one of these practices. Um, so uh, if you go onto my website, there'll be a pop-up, you put in your name, it'll email you a link. You can watch the entire thing from P-E-R-L-O-V-E goes through the whole thing. And if you want more, there's a deeper forum uh, that we do twice a month. And yeah, I, I'm here. I'm available. My contact information is at perloveformula.com. And I'm happy to give the class. I hope people uh, benefit from it. Thank you. Thank you. Everything, as I said, will be in the show notes. And Holly, thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, for being vulnerable with us and for sharing your story. Well, thank you so much for what you do, Ivana, as well. This has been wonderful to be here and uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, thank you. Hey, do you want to create fantastic reels with unique captions quickly? This script has saved me time and brought back the fun of creating reels. The writing, transcript editing and recording program automatically detects errors, arms and speech gaps and much more. I became an affiliate of this script because it eliminates the sucky part of real and video editing and adds much value to my work as a coach and creator. You can try this script for free by clicking the link in the show notes and reach out to me if you need help with your first edits.